Welcome to the Sip and Sort podcast. I'm Hannah, a teacher turned professional organizer with a passion for all things simple living. When it comes to getting and staying organized, it's never really about the bins and baskets. It's about being intentional and making space for what matters. Sometimes it's just about less. Less stuff, less busy, less ingredients, and less visual and mental clutter. Grab a cup of your favorite drink and join me as we sort out and simplify all aspects of our homes and lives. Hi everyone, I hope you're doing well. I am sipping on some pour over coffee at home that I have a little bit of coconut oil and cinnamon in. And I am going to share with you an interview that I did with Tracy McBride. And Tracy is an image consultant. This is one of the longer interviews that I've done on the podcast, but it is so good. So please stay tuned. I promise you're going to get so much out of it. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm very happy to be here and and talk about my passion. (laughs) Absolutely. Do you want to begin by introducing yourself to our audience? Oh, I'd love to. Um, I'm Tracy McBride. I'm an author, speaker, a workshop facilitator on personal style. And I really just love the whole, I'm a Gemini, so I totally love the whole idea of teaching and demonstrating um, to audiences as well as to one-on-one with my clients when I work with them in their closets on how to make the most of their most intimate thing that we do every single day, which is get dressed, right? So our wardrobes are very important. So it is speaking and it's supporting us or it maybe isn't speaking in the way that we want to. And that's really where I come in and help. But it does support our life. It's something we do every day, just like eating, right? Um, so that is really my passion. And, you know, as we talk more, I'll share how all that came to be. <laughs> I love that. And Tracy, I met you, I think in the fall last year at a NAPO meeting. And I remember you stood up to speak and I was just drinking my coffee, not thinking much about it. And you started talking about what you do and why you do it. And all of a sudden I'm going, oh my gosh, like she's talking to me. I'm doing all of these things and I'm wearing these things. And I had no idea that what you were going to say was going to hit home so much for me. So I'm so excited about this interview. Can you tell me how you got into this industry to begin with? And have you always been drawn to fashion or what problem were you wanting to solve for people? Okay. Well, that's a lot there, but I will will unpack that. Um, You know, I've always worked in retail since I was 16 years old. And even before that, because, you know, back then you could, you know, fudge how old you were um, before computers. So I worked in home decor at an art gallery. And I worked in fashion, same mall, same, same year. I worked. At, I went from one job to the next job. And I worked in fashion. And I, it was amazing what you learn about women in a dressing room. In there, I met many women who had high self-esteem and self-confidence, knew what they wanted, knew what they looked good in. And then there were many more who didn't have that experience. They always felt stressed. They were um, stressed about what am I going to wear? I'm going to this event. I don't want to look, you know, 
Um, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, um, I don't like my body. I mean, you would hear women share things uh, that you, that they said out loud about themselves to a stranger, me, or I would hear them talk to other salespeople because, you know, they're just curtains between us in the dressing room. And it, it, it hurt my heart. And I was very confident as, um, at that age. I, I, no one suspected that I was 16. I lived the life of a 25 year old at 16 years old and I lived on my own. So I have, you know, I have a big long story behind me, which I won't share today, but I've had an interesting life, let's just say. And what I found was seeing that up close was, it affected me, but of course it didn't come to be till many, many years later. So what happened was, Working in retail, all right, fast forward in my 30s. And in my 30s, I, I did something. I was a sales rep for a company called Undercover Wear. All right, so it's women's lingerie. It's kind of um, lingerie. It's kind of like um, tubbeware, but only with lingerie, okay? Okay. Uh, very nice products, great products. They were out of Boston. I did that for a lot of years. I built a team. I recruited women who also sold uh, lingerie. And I really, really, really loved it. I thought I would do that the rest of my life. I remember saying that I could do this the rest of my life because I could make my own schedule, do as many you know home parties as I wanted to. But again, I was hearing that message. There were women who were very confident about what they were choosing. They were buying, you know, the, the satin and silk corsets and others that were, you know, wearing the terry cloth and only wearing the terry cloth little robe or something because they didn't just feel confident in their body or with themselves. And I totally got that, right? So helping women when they would share those intimate things. And I heard, you know, things that, you know, blew my mind, all right? But what I also discovered was a um, little bit later in my 30s, I went through a time when I was stuck in a rut. My self-esteem plummeted. I'd had my second child. I was home. I wasn't out in the working world. Um, my the type of things I wore every day completely changed from, you know, getting dressed and being in a professional setting to being home all day, right? So how you dress for that is very different. And I wasn't necessarily doing it really well. Um, I had the self-esteem, everything plummeted. It took me about four years to work through that. But by the time I was in my mid-30s, I had worked through that. And I want to say to the audience, this is before... Oprah was all about self-help and self-love, okay? Back then, she was all about, like, kind of like a Jerry Springer talking more sensationalism, right? Um, and she hadn't had her transformation at that point. So this is going back a long time. I, I, I'm 100 years old. I know I don't look that old, but <laughs> I am. And I look back at that time, and it was a book that I found. And it had nothing to do with fashion or style, but it led me to where I ended up. And that book was um, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. I still have that original copy and it is dog-eared and it is moves from room to room wherever I sit down and say, I need to read an affirmation. I need to, you know, focus on this because it's easy. You know, self-esteem is one of those things that 
it, you can have, it can be high, it can be low, it can, it takes dips. It's not a straight line and life isn't a straight line, right? I mean, I don't know anybody that's had a straight line and I don't know anyone so far in my hundred years have I found a perfect person. Now, we as individuals can look out in the world and go, she's got no problems look at her she's got a great body she's got great hair oh she looks great in everything she puts on and da da da, da. And she's got a great job or a career or whatever and we perceive that person as perfect but if you talk to that person in a dressing room they might have a different story so this is what i've discovered at you know my ripe old age to be able to go uh, not everything is just as you see it. And we can't make assumptions about what someone else is going through in their life. And look at what's going on in the world now. I mean, obviously that's even more relevant. So getting stuck in a rut at a young age, getting, figuring out how to get out of it. And I really found that I was trying to fit in and feeling less about myself, feeling less than, okay? Because I didn't fit the same mold as all the other young moms, right? And I was living in a nice, in an affluent suburb, and uh, we weren't living in the big mansions. We were living in a nice home, but certainly not a McMansion. And it, it was just all of this, and it was all here. It was all in my head of how I was perceiving everything around me. And wardrobe plays such a huge part of, because we have to show up with clothes everywhere we go. I have not run into one naked person anywhere I've ever gone. Not once. Not at the drugstore, not at Walmart, not at the grocery store. Everybody is got clothes on. Some are doing it better than others, right? So I then later went into real estate. And in real estate, I found that um, this is one of my things that I still believe today, that I have a routine, get up, get dressed every single day, hair, makeup, the whole, even if I don't think I'm leaving my home office. And that was before Zoom came along, okay? I believed this because in real estate, even though I'm saying, hey, I'm taking the day off today, uh, my phone might ring. I might have an opportunity. Am I gonna stop, shower, do the whole thing? Or am I gonna go out with nothing and look like, you know, I was scrubbing floors that day. So that isn't how I wanted to brand myself as, as a realtor. And I, getting dressed every single day, no matter what I was doing, even if I was digging in the garden, I knew in 10 minutes I could wash my hands, wash my feet, and change my clothes really fast. If everything else was done, I could show up branded the way I wanted to be when I showed up for a potential new client, right? If you got that sign call, right? It's because you're on call all the time. And in sales, I think we all are, no matter where you're going, even if you're just going to the grocery store. So it was these beliefs that I picked up along the way from my life and from looking out at other people as well. And how I came to be doing what I do, it's a long story, but I will briefly give you a kind of a the bullet points, right? And being in real estate for a long time, in 2008, I looked around and I didn't like what was happening in real estate, right? Things were in the toilet, banks were owning more homes, people were not no, any longer when I started, they were at the most exciting time of their life, buying their biggest purchase. Now it was marriages were dissolving, 
People were stressed, they were miserable, their houses, their values had turned upside down. Everything was just a mess. And I wasn't happy. That's not how I wanted to work in, in that stress situation. So I started looking around and one of the things I had always heard was when you're deciding to make a major change in your life, you make a list of what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses, right? And do you play and try and solve all your weaknesses? Mm, most of us can't always do that, maybe a few, but it takes a lot, a lot longer than to just focus on your strengths. And by doing that and making that list, it led me to start to write a business plan for a PR company. T. McBee was going to be the name still, which is the name of my company now. But it was about PR, helping small business owners, local, that maybe wrote a book or were starting a business, helping them get on local TV, helping them uh, reach their goals and get the word out for them. But one of the pieces in that whole marketing, that whole business plan was I needed many times to make, if somebody just wrote a book and they've been home for months writing a book, right? Their personal image might not align with their book. So I needed to find someone to send them to, to help them with their image. So when they showed up on TV, they're, image aligned with whatever their book was about or their their whatever so you, you can't just show up looking because that affects how people perceive your product or your book right and i looked around and there really wasn't anyone and i when i really started to it was waking me up at night going tracy you should be doing that I'm good at helping people and i have the experience from all those dressing room visits and I realized that I just, I had a very, I leaned and leaned more towards that and decided that was the route I was going to go. So sometimes you start off here in life, right? I said, it's not a straight line. I thought, this is what I want to do. But through that experience, it made me go, wow, I really need to do this because I'm looking around seeing women just like me when I was in my early thirties and I lost myself, there was they, they, were, they were everywhere, everywhere I went. So that was when I decided this was what I was going to do. And I started T. McBee Image Consulting. I love that. I love your story, Tracy. And I totally forgot about the Louise Hay connection that we had because I remember when we met at that meeting in the fall, somehow her book came up and I had mentioned how much I had loved that book and how much that changed my life too. So I'll definitely add that to the show notes. I love everything you're saying. Good. Love it. Um, Tracy, what is your typical process for working with a new client? Well, I meet them everywhere. I have a very, very high referral um, list of people who come to me because of someone else. And they'll say, I noticed my friend or friends, sometimes it's a group of women. And they're like, I noticed she totally transformed. She walks different. She talks different. And I finally asked her, what are you doing? What are you taking? What are you, what's happening with you in your life? And it's like, call Tracy. So it always starts with a, a complimentary, let's talk on the phone, right? Uh, I think when you take the element of uh, visual out, if somebody wants to zoom, I'm happy to do it. But when you take that out and they're just talking, because people don't want to be judged, right? 
So if they're talking to an image consultant, they're like, well, I don't want her to, you know, what if she doesn't think my hair or my glasses are right? I don't want people to get all hung up in that. So it's a conversation. It's like, let's talk. What's going on in your closet? What, how are you feeling? Um, where are you showing up? Are you feeling like you're showing up in the way that you want to? Is, are you telling, are you dressing your story? And we have these conversations, of course, they want to understand how I work. And um, while I do the same steps, they're always different and customized for everybody, but it simplifies it so people can understand. So that conversation then leads to, yes, I want to do it, or let me think about it. I don't, there's no high pressure involved. And when they're ready, they're ready, right? And when you're not ready, you're just not ready. So you can't push it because it's such an emotional thing and you really have to tap into inside of you with a, a virtual stranger, right? And I know that when I do come to their home, that it's the most intimate space in their home, their closet, right? And many times the closet is in the bedroom. So I'm in this intimate space and, you know, I really want to honor that. And it's a total no judgment zone. So once the conversation, they decide, yes, I, you know, I want to do this. I, I always recommend three steps. If someone calls me and says, hey, I just want you to go shopping for me. I don't want you to, you know, come and do the first step. I, I can't do that. You know, it's a process of me understanding you, what's important to you, and understanding where you are and what you already have. Am I building off of something? Am I, are you, you know, getting rid of everything? Most women aren't unless they've gone through a major um, weight shift and they have to get rid of everything. Um, that rarely happens, but it does happen. And I, my, I call it the detox, okay? It's a closet detox. So I actually come in and we together go through everything in your closet of the current season because with some homes i mean i couldn't get through it in one session um if i were doing all the seasons and concentrating now on spring summer right and going through those let's put them on you have to put the clothes on for me to see them i can't just make judgments off of hangers because that isn't usually very um effective way of making decisions so it's putting it on and that my whole goal is because I'm a natural teacher, is to help you see yourself in the mirror, not look at me and go, what do you think, Tracy? It's no, you look at you in the mirror, I'll stand to the side, and I'll talk about why this works or why this doesn't work. And many times I'll say, well, you know, look at this, like look at how the armpit fits. Look at where the seam sits on your shoulder. Look, it's sitting way off your shoulder. So this is way too big for you. But I love it, Tracy. Well, that's okay. We can fix it. We can, but it's going to cost probably around this much. Oh, I don't want to spend that. I don't love it that much. Okay. Then let's save that money and let's in, put it into something that does work, you know, right off the rack without having to fix it. Because typically your sleeves, you, you know, hemming a sleeve, hemming a pant is nothing, right? It's very inexpensive. But when you're starting to reset a shoulder or an armhole, you're getting into pretty much taking the thing apart again especially if it's a jacket it's got lining and all of those things play into it so I worked with enough tailors to kind of get a ballpark of what this potentially cost and then we go through the wardrobe that way and you know this would be great if it were shorter or longer or whatever or tweaked in some way these things are just dated they're tired they're worn um 
you know, let's just let them go, release them. So it's either you're donating them, you're putting them in a rag bag if there's that type of thing, or um, you're selling them. I mean, I'm a big fan of selling stuff on Poshmark. If it's in style and you've never worn it or you rarely wore it, some of the things it still has tags on it. Let's release them. Let's recycle our cash, because I'm all about that. And let's use that money towards things that really work for you. And that communicate who you are at this time in your life. Because if you still have clothes from 10, 15, 20 years ago, they're probably not communicating who you are because you've changed. We all are changing and evolving constantly. And that's why I named my book, Mastering Your Evolving Style, because it never stops. I can't wear, even if I were the same size, I can't, couldn't wear what I was wearing or what I'd be interested in when I was in my 20s or my 30s. And it, it, every, I find it's every five years, but at least every decade, we are transforming. Our lives are changing. Working in corporate to working from home to partially retired to whatever is going on with somebody. And their lives are more casual, but yet we don't want to go so casual that we're sloppy and look poorly put together or like we don't care. Because that is a message to the people who are you are interacting with, people you don't even know. How are you treated by your local barista or the grocery store? Do you get overlooked when you're being taken care of by a waitress? There's clues that they're reading, not just your body language. It's how you put yourself together. Do you care about you? Should they care about you? It's a lot of those little, little details are happening constantly in milliseconds in our brain. So in, I got off track here. <laughs> what was your question? You're, you're totally fine. I absolutely love what you're saying. And I think it's all relevant. You were talking about what your typical process is for working with a new client. Oh, right. So once the detox is done, I'm going to really understand that person. I'm really able to um, help them. I do, I'm taking notes. Um, we're taking, I'm taking photos of garments. What are we building off of? So that when I go shopping, I am totally zoned into their head. We do a color analysis if they've never had one done before. So that we're creating that, that foundation that we're going to work off of right? So we can release colors that are hanging in their closet because that's typically what I find is it's every color of the rainbow or it's all black <laughs> or all gray, you know, whatever, all neutral, right? Okay. So, and helping them go, okay, we can build off of these. We don't need to buy any more black pants. All right. We got that covered. Um, so it's about bringing in and introducing color and print or, and shine, but in the right places on your individual body and your comfort level. So not that I, you know, I want to push people out of their box and help them see themselves differently. And I think that's probably the thing that I hear every single time in the dressing room, because when the next appointment comes, I am now taking everything I learned about you, everything we talked about, everything you shared with me, everything I saw in your closet and, you know, your shoes, you know, everything, purses, jewelry. I, I, I need to see it all. Your scarves, all of it and your coats, right? Because we need a wardrobe of coats in Northeast Ohio. And from there, I now have this list of what we're going to build on, what, what, what's needed. Um, many times women have their casual wardrobe down, but their, their professional is lacking or it's the reverse. It depends. Everybody's a little different. 
Then I go shopping. I pull everything. Sometimes it's one store, sometimes it's multiple stores, but I park once, pull, hold things. So when the client, and I do that an hour before they arrive, when they arrive, I now am meeting them and we're going to each dressing room. So already, stuff's already ready. We're not shopping like girlfriends. We're not going through the racks together. That would take an enormous amount of time. I've already done all that. And they love that. They love that not having, I think women get overwhelmed with too many options, right? Like if I go into a computer store and I need to buy a laptop, I am totally overwhelmed. I'm out of my realm. There's all these options. This has this, 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 and you're just like, oh, I want to leave. So narrowing it down, reducing this giant store filled with colors that are not your colors, cuts and shapes that are not your cuts and shapes, blah, 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 right? Bringing every brand and every brand that's in that store is going to fit different, right? So if they are this size, I'm going to bring that size and the size below it and the size above it. Three of each item in the room so that they can now, we can now tweak, tweak, tweak. I don't want to be focused on the, the number and the label. I want to be focused on the fit. And it's a process. Sometimes you're, you know, this size in that brand, but you've got to go up a size in the next brand. And that's because it's not a standard standard system that we have. So I try to remind them of that because some women get all hung up on a number. From there, we then make those purchases. And then I come back on a third appointment to what I call the master the mix. Okay, so it's the closet detox, the power shopping, and then now it's the master the mix. It's because the first couple of years of my business, I didn't do that. I didn't offer that. I would say, hey, remember that skirt you have? Now this jacket, this blouse, this jacket. You know? And I would kind of like remind them and they'd be, oh yeah, you're right. That will look great. Then they get home because now they just shopped. They need a nap. They need to eat and they need a nap. All right. I know that. Then they go home and then they start unpacking. And they're like, oh my God, what did she say I was supposed to wear with this? So then they would only end up wearing it with the one thing they could remember and they weren't getting what I wanted them to get out of their wardrobe. So then I was, I, we get phone calls, emails, and I can't remember all that stuff, right? I got, my head's only so big. So I, then I said, you know what? I need to do this third appointment. So now I go back and I create a lookbook, right? Because if you have a picture of you in all, every single version of that you could wear, way that you could wear that jacket or that shirt or whatever, in a book, which is now used to be print and now it's all digital because I could send you a digital catalog of you in your clothes. And then they're able to go, oh, just look it up on your, on your phone or your iPad or your desktop, however your brain works and get dressed each day or lay out your wardrobe for the week, depending on the appointments that you have on your calendar. And that is a huge time saver stress saver and I have many clients who I pack for them when they go on to a convention they're like okay Tracy I gotta go to Florida and you know it's freezing here it's warm there and we are doing you know this 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 and this this is our itinerary and then I'm gonna stay a couple of extra days to just relax and my husband's gonna come up and we're gonna make it a little vacation how do I pack for that because that's what women will wake them up at night worrying about do I have this? Should I bring that? What if this happens? 
So I come over, I look at their itinerary, and I pack them and a little bit kind of like a capsule. I create a vacation business slash business trip capsule for them. How this works with this, but yet you could wear it multiple different ways, but it will look different each time that you wear that in that period of time. Three days, five days, however many days. Uh, another client who goes typically for, to like Europe for a length of time and packing for that and keeping it in one suitcase. She doesn't know how to do it. Her brain doesn't work that way. Just like I can't do my own taxes. My brain doesn't work that way. I need to hire someone to do that or I'd be in big trouble, right? So it's about knowing where your strengths and weaknesses are and hiring people to fix it. And like when I type my, my blog or my newsletter, you know, I know what I want to say, but I know someone else can fix the spellings and yeah, I have spell check and that, but move the sentences around. That's not my strengths. That like, that's I hire someone to do it, right? This is what I want to say. Can you make it look good? That's kind of the same thing as I do with clothes. I have all these clothes, but can you make this look better on me? So it's the same thing in anything from, you know, your taxes to your grocery shopping to whatever. I know people who hire someone to do their grocery shopping because it's just too overwhelming, too many options. They get hung up in the grocery store or they just hate the process. I know a lot of women who hate to shop. It is not true that everyone loves to shop. It's just not. So I, me clarifying it, understanding what their brand is, their, their, whether they have a business or not, you have a brand, and being able to clarify that and simplify that and not making it difficult, right? So, uh, and it's like if anyone listening is old enough to, to know what Goranimals are, okay? Sears used to carry a line of kids' clothes called Goranimals. And it was, you looked at the tag and everything that was that, that color tag went together was an easy way to, for kids to get dressed. Well, this is the same thing I do, but I do it with adult clothing. Um, I, from many times I work with the wives, the girlfriends, the mothers, and then I end up working with um, the men in their lives because the women don't want to be responsible for doing all their shopping because guys typically don't and like to shop and they always just buy the same thing over and over and over and over again. And I get guys who come to me and go, you know what? My life has shifted. I'm, I don't need the suit. I need this look, I, but I want to have a presence. You know, I don't want to just show up in jeans and t-shirt my whole life. And I help them transition whatever that is and what's going on in their life. So that third step, that master the mix. And what I find is I go through the seasons. I'll do, if I did that for someone spring, summer, those three steps, I recommend we do it again when it comes fall. Now we just concentrate on fall winter clothes. Now, fall winter clothes, I will tell you, we typically have more of those because our fall winter weather lasts longer than our 20 minutes of summer, right? So today we're, we're talking and it's gonna be like the hottest day on record in Cleveland. But you know, those days are so fleeting that you, Investing a lot of money in summer clothes probably isn't the best way to invest your money. Uh, fall, winter, you know when it's now 60, 70 degrees and getting cooler at night, how to dress it in the morning, knowing you're not gonna be home till late, but the weather changes, right? It's cold in the morning, then it warms up, heats up, and then it cools down again. And how to have a wardrobe that does all of that without you running home and changing 
know, clothes or dragging clothes everywhere you go to try to be prepared. So I, I help women do that too. Um, I worked with a gal who is would uh, worked in her office, but she would go to clients' homes sometimes to meet with the husband and wife at night. Well, what the husband and wife are wearing, you know, their casy clothes, and she didn't want to be all dressed up for like how she was for networking or corporate meetings. She wanted to be very relatable, but she wasn't sure how to do that. So we figured out a way. If you know you're going to clients' homes at night and they're casual, you can't show up that casual because you want to be polished and professional, but it's being able to transition, take a garment off so that you're a little bit more dressed, relaxed without being dressed down, if that makes sense to you. And it, it's just a process of seeing how, what garments do different things, what they communicate. And that's where I help really individuals see how that works and how it could be make their life so much easier so those those are how it's all about my whole thing that i probably ask the question the most when i'm with someone in dressing room or in their closet how does it feel how does this feel to you and one of the things in the very beginning when i start working with someone is we talk about style words and how to create you know, your style words at this point in your life, and they won't be the same for, the, for your whole life. They shift and change just like you are shifting and changing in your life, in your approach, in your age, in your body is changing, right? So the style words help pro provide a framework for the types of garments and the cuts and the fits that are going to communicate those words. And that's where I really build, you know, their style and their wardrobe with them, right? I don't tell people, this is what you are and this is what you're going to be your whole life. That is never the approach because we're always shifting and evolving. I love that. Such good stuff, Tracy. And your process is so cool. Um, I know you're so passionate about this, but what are some of your very favorite fashion philosophies, if you haven't already touched on them? Uh, I would say, I, I named my journal this, You Do You With Style, right? And it's not about, like, what I learned in my early 30s, I wasn't going to look like all the other moms, right? I lived differently. I had a different budget. I had a different body, for God's sakes. It was just everything was different. I was trying to make myself look like them. And nothing wrong with any one of them, all right? I don't think any of them ever made me feel like I needed to. It was me. It was all here in my head. So I really tell people, just you do you. And figure out what that is. What makes you happy? Um, how it feels is really the key. So when you put it on and you look in the mirror, if you find that you go, oh, I really love this, but I don't know if today's the right day to wear it. So you take it back off and you hang it in the closet. And you do that repeatedly, and it gets pushed further and further in the back. There's something that's off. You might love the garment on the hanger. You might love the color, the fabric, there's something about it. But you put it on, you're like, oh, I don't know. So an example, I had a gal who um, had this uh, fabulous uh, red jacket, blazer. She owned it before I met her. And it was new and it tags on. I said, oh, you just buy this? No, I bought it a while back. But every time I put it on, I don't know something. So we worked and she loved the color red. 
and it was the right shade of red for her after I did her color analysis. And everything about it was right. It fit her great. It was a beautiful piece. And every time we put it in together with a, a, she loved it. We took pictures, we put it in her lookbook. And then later I would see her at events and she would say, you know, I just don't, I said, why don't you wear the red jacket today? Because she wants to stand out. That was one of her style words. And she said, you know, every time I put it on, I keep, keep taking it off, even though you gave me great outfits. Well, what we discovered was she was uncomfortable wearing that much of a power color red on half of her body, right? So once I said, okay, let's tweak this. Let's leave the jacket aside. Let's instead bring that great red in a shoe, your purse, accessories, a scarf, jewelry, whatever, right? In details. Oh my gosh, it totally went. She went, yes, I'm getting my favorite color and I'm wearing it in a way that I don't feel like I'm saying, everybody look at me. So she was comfortable standing out, but not this way, really high, kind of in a different way, a little bit more muted and toned down without being invisible because nobody wants to be invisible. Um, unless your self-esteem says be invisible because that happens too. And it is about wearing the colors that, you know, look great on you, um, doing you, and it's about being really aware of how you feel without the voice, the people around you, you know, the people who live with you, especially when you elevate, the people around you sometimes don't handle that really well. So here's an example. You give a group of girlfriends and one of them starts to lose weight, right? She starts a new regimen, new diet, new exercise. She starts to look really good. And the other one, you know, the other girlfriends are real supportive, but one is kind of like, why are you going through all that work? You have a husband. You're so cute. You were fine before. You're trying to talk it down because it makes them feel like they have to step up their game, right? If you look better than me, then I got to do something about it. And sometimes that happens with your coworkers. You start showing up looking different. And now the higher ups, your bosses, your managers are looking at you different thinking, hey, maybe we should, you know, consider her for that promotion. The other people might be, what is she trying to do? She's trying to make me look bad. It all, remember, it's not about you. It's about them and what's going on in their life and how they feel about themselves because it's all reflected out to everybody else, right? So I post at least once a year a photo. I did a photo shoot um, for one of my birthdays. You know how you do kids' smash cakes? Well, it was an adult smash cake party. I have a photographer friend who does these and I dressed in a red tutu and a sequenced, you know, and I mean, it was gobs of pearls and I was my little girl again in, you know, my mid fifties and smash cake the whole nine yards and she smashed it on me too. All right. She brought my sister along and they ganged up on me. But um, the thing is, it's all about loving yourself at every stage, at every age, at every size, you know, with every imperfection, loving yourself regardless of whatever you think isn't right with you. And that is what's reflected out. And that's what I see when women are starting to love themselves and, 
and take time to really figure out their formula. What looks good on me? How do I feel? You know, I want to show up a certain way. I want, I want to be noticed for a promotion. I want to really stand out, whatever that is. And others will try to diminish that. And that tells you more about them than you. But many times women are, are kind and compassionate. So sometimes if they're not feeling really strong yet, but they're getting stronger, the people they love or care about the most can kind of take them down a little bit. And sometimes it can be in your own siblings or a parent. I've seen it and it's sad, but it does happen. So I tell women to be strong. Don't listen to everybody, right? Stay on your path. Have a, a, a focus where it's just zoned in on you until you feel 100% you. And then you won't let all that, that um, chatter bother you. And when you elevate, it's amazing. Other people around you who admire you and respect you, you will start to elevate them in ways you had never considered. They're going to try a little harder. And it might not just be their wardrobe. It might be other things in their life. So that's really where I come from. I'm not about, um, I'm not even about brands. I'm not really about following the fashion or the trends. It's about developing your own right? And even though, you know, you get eye rolls sometimes from the people who are the closest to you. So that's where I come from. So true. I love that, Tracy. Now, I'm sure that I'm going to have so many listeners that, like me, didn't even realize how much they needed you until they listened <laughs> to this conversation. If you were to give them one tip for beginning to make over their, their wardrobe, just one simple tip, what do you think you would tell them? I would tell them, start journaling. Five minutes a day focused only on you and how you feel. And you could do it in the morning. Like today I'm wearing, and then just jot down what you're wearing, and I feel this way. And then go about your day, leave your journal at home. And maybe at night, before you go to bed, right on that same day, this, these are the things that happened to me today. Maybe you got compliments. Maybe more people opened doors for you. Maybe, maybe midday you went, oh, this thing itches. You want to know, does it, did, was it you? Did it represent you? Did you feel good in it all day or did it kind of itch later in the day or pinch or, um, you know, it got stained or whatever. Write about you, not your kids, not your husband, not what you got to do in the house, whatever, because that, that's another whole little list, right? It's just focused on how did you feel today in your clothes? What did you wear? What worked? What, did, what made you midday feel self-conscious, right? Did you get compliments? Did you get no compliments? What, no, what was it? Not that we're living for compliments, but you are, you are communicating. How did people communicate back to you? Um, because you're visually communicating when you walk out the door, right? And, and just pay attention. Do that for weeks, a month, right? A month, they say, what, 22 days or something is the... And then go, okay, read back at it and go, you're going to start to see a pattern. You're going to start to see a pattern that maybe you, you feel good once a week and the rest of the days you go, eh, I just called it in. I wore all black. I just wanted to be invisible. I was busy. I didn't care. I didn't bother with my hair. I didn't wear any makeup. I just threw on all my black and I just went and 
is if that's what you're doing. If that makes you still, you feel happy doing that, go for it. If you don't, you go, I feel bland, I feel boring. Maybe I need some help. Because I, this is what I find. If someone hasn't figured it out at 40, 50, 60, 70, you're not going to figure it out. Call somebody and get some help, right? So that's, that's, that's that simple. I'll come over, I'll give you love, and I just walk you through and help you, guide you. And that's really what it's about. Journal how you feel. Five minutes, that's it. So that's why I even created my journal because I found with my book, it was a good um, companion. You do you with style. And it really, I just made it pretty inside because I love, I, I have a fascination with print and notebooks and things like that. So I made it pretty. There's little prints, you know, fashion little, um, silhouettes in each the corner of each i even um put in a table of contents so if you were talking about something you put a little next to page one that you know this is what was going on in my life um and maybe you're going through a weight loss journey or maybe you're going through menopause and now all of a sudden where you used to lose or gain weight you are now it's moved right and you're like trying to figure it out this is where you'd write those private things and go, geez, I noticed that, you know, my face is fuller and, you know, this is happening and now my glasses look funky or whatever because those things are happening to women all over. We just don't always talk about it and understanding it and then still loving yourself and giving your room, yourself space and giving yourself a moment is, I think, the best gift of self-love that you can give yourself. That is a great tip. I love that. Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. I will add this in the show notes, but can you let our audience know um, where they can find you? Sure. Um, my website, which is really my initials spelled out. So it's tmcbee.com and T is T-E-E-M-C for McBride. Um, B, B-E-E for Bride, McBride, T McBree, McBee. So I find that there you'll be able to sign up. I have a newsletter that goes out every month. I have, which with, with a lot of visuals, right? I have a, if you're on LinkedIn, I do a visual a blog where I talk about management, wardrobe management tips. So they're only like two to five minutes long. And I talk about one tip. That's it one tip and then I post one a new one every week and I've been getting lots of feedback from people men and women on how they didn't know that oh my gosh I didn't know that's how you could take care of your shoes or fix that shoe that's pinching you in that left you know toe but yet the other one fits perfectly and how to make those little tweaks and changes in your wardrobe awesome thank you again so much Tracy Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today and I'd love to talk again and we could uh, focus maybe on capsule dressing. That would be awesome. If you're looking for more guidance and support during your journey to a more simple, less cluttered life, head over to my website at theorderlyness.com and sign up for my free Sip and Sort Sunday email challenges. Or join my private Facebook group, The Orderly Nest Community, where you'll find tons of encouragement, tips, motivation, as well as before and after photos from others along the same journey. And if you've been enjoying these episodes, please consider taking a minute to leave me a rating or review, which just helps me get the word out. Talk soon.
Cheers.